Adetoro and Rashad come from two different backgrounds. After a heated argument, they both find themselves in a situation that forces them to look to the other for safety. Privilege is a new short film by Omo Pastor that directs and sheds lights on the privilege of black men from different sides of the world. Be sure to check it out now on Flower Con. This week on The Wise Guys. That's the thing, and I've had many instances where, you know, I'm having a conversation and I take something the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I confront that person, they then say, oh, no, 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 this is just a misunderstanding. I think people use that strategically. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, they get angry and they say something. And then when you respond to it, they're like, oh, what are you talking about? I don't even I don't even mean it like that. That's very sometimes, true. Sometimes they actually meant it like that. But now they're just, you know, thrown off when you confront them about it. Right. So it, it's a two-way street on that. Some it, people mm. use that strategically and, you know, it's all manipulation. I mean, some mm. people do use that uh, just to kind of back their way out of Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? This is your boy, Kevin Unglad. This is Mark Fruden. And we are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. With the Wise Guys Podcast. Oh, man, Mark, man. Uh, first and foremost, a uh, disclaimer to the wise community out there, everyone listening to this episode. We're recording this episode right now you know, halfway through spring. So by the time this episode uh, airs, officially in June, uh, we'll, we'll, have been, we'll be uh, two months removed from it. Um, and so I'm saying that because obviously we all know what's been occurring you know, throughout the year of 2020 and what's been hitting us hard, which has been this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it's been right. it's been crazy, Mark. Um, how are you holding up in the midst of it all, man? And man, I feel as if life as we know it is being changed forever. Yeah, seriously, man. I, I never thought I'd see the day where you know everyone's walking around with masks and gloves. It's, it's a crazy time. Yeah. But uh, you know, doing good. I mean, taking this time to really, you know, appreciate the uh, the things in life that we overlook once we're you know so busy working and in that hustle and bustle. Agreed. So just uh, you know, stopping and smelling the roses right now, and just uh, preparing for that, for the opening of the city, pretty much. Yep. How about you? Uh, same here, man. Uh, just you know, been quarantined, staying inside, haven't really gone anywhere. You know, yeah. unless it's like you know, going to the market to get some food, whatever, whatnot. But believe it or not, man, um, I'm actually really happy about this because you know, with my new job and everything, you know, we were supposed to start. You know, I talked about this, you know, about 11 episodes ago. Uh, 12, 13 episodes ago, we were supposed to start receiving kids into the program and and working with them and whatever, whatnot. So imagine what that would have been like just, you know, if the kids had already gotten there and, you know, it's a residency home, so they would live there, obviously. We'd have to be going to work every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that would be tough to manage. Yeah. Know? One kid gets the virus, then you, everyone's at risk. Right. Or if we get the virus and then we have, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't know. Yeah. So honestly, the, you know, the shutdown was 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 perfect timing for us because we hadn't even received one kid yet at the time, so it was just perfect in order to you know ha- have us to stay home with our families or by ourselves and just kind of quarantine, you know. Exactly. Yeah, perfect timing for sure. You know, just with because I mean I believe you and I both started our new ventures almost at the same time. So Absolutely. We're, yeah, we were locked and loaded, ready to go, and then we kind of got shut down. But like you said, it's a blessing in disguise. 
It absolutely is, brother. Um, 100%, 100%. Um, Aside from, the, you know, the people that actually caught the virus and, you know, succumbed to their uh, yeah. sicknesses, you know, I definitely feel bad about that. Yeah, so, for you know, sure. Prayers up to those families. Yeah, prayers up to those families for sure. New York City, everyone who's been affected by it. Um, I know we talked about, you know, you know, the whole tragic situation that happened back in uh, January with Kobe. So once again, you know, rest in peace to everyone within this country as well as all the countries over the world who lost family members and people to and and just friends due to the coronavirus. Some people even lost like mothers, fathers, and like siblings yeah. and people sequentially, man, just like in order, man, just such destruction. Yeah. It's horrible, man. It's really uh, it's a crazy time. Unheard of. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But as you know, Wise Community, our podcast is about uplifting, you know, the spirits and the morale of us as millennials um, and, uh, you know, all the young up-and-comers, especially Gen Z. I know we don't really give Gen Z a lot of love on this podcast, but, you know, you all too, because, you know, you all are the light in the future, you know, of, you know, what the world will look like to come. So, you know, lots of love, lots of light, and lots of praise and blessings to you all. And, you know, we're just happy to be back with you all for another week, you know, because honestly, I think we even take life for granted, man. Like, every day is a blessing, so happy to be here. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Uh, Mark, uh, episode 24, uh, we're talking about the art of communication today. <laughs> Mm, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the art of communication. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? You were gonna say you were, you were like it's. I don't know. I don't know if I cut you off. No, it's just interesting because I, I have a feeling that it's gonna tie into you know one of our previous conversations. Oh. Psychology and stuff. But you know, we're just gonna uh, we'll wait for it to uh, wait for it to show itself. I'm ready to go. Yes, yes, yes. All right, man. So I want to get right into it. So. First thing first, you know, I did a lot of research for this episode, and I noticed that um, when I was doing some research that there are four types, believe it or not, four types, and there could be more, but, you know, from a website I found, there are four types of communication, right? And those four types of communications are verbal, nonverbal, written, visual. So I'll, I'll break them down to you again. So verbal, which is face-to-face, nonverbal, which is body language, tension, in the room, right? Not speaking. Written, right. which is in the form of a letter, a text message, email, or notes. And then visual, such as, uh, let's say, um, let's see, video chatting, you know, video conferences such as Zoom, film, you know, or television, or PowerPoints, right? So, you gotcha. know, we, we got a couple of things going on there. Uh, so, with that being said, um, those are the four types of communication. So I want to get right into it and ask you our very first question. Why do we as people struggle with communication? Why do we as people struggle with communication, especially with our family and our friends? That's an so what you're saying is why do we struggle with like verbal, you know, face to face conversation? Is that what you're any at? any single one of them? I mean, I mean, they all play a part into it. But yeah, I guess you can say verbal. So the, essentially, I'm asking here, why do we as people struggle with communi- communication, especially with those that are so closest to us? Like, if you think about it, you have a friend, right? That you know, he's really bugging you, or like you really don't like the way he's like let's say, treating his girlfriend, per se, or maybe, like, you know, you guys are both in business with each other, and then he has another sector of business on the side, and you don't like the way he's treating his clients, and he's losing clients at a rapid pace, and he doesn't know as to why that's happening. So, you know, why do we as people sometimes struggle with communication, whether it is talking to someone up front or just looking out for them? Well, it's a tough thing, because a lot of the time, whether you have friendships, you know, business partners, or or classmates, I mean, you don't want to appear judgmental. You know, you're managing personalities. 
Mm-hmm. And we all know with certain people, we have to act a certain way just to keep everything in, in line and keep everybody happy. Right. So I think that I think that's actually what it is. You're trying to keep everyone happy mm-hmm. because we all know speaking the truth makes people unhappy sometimes. So I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. really a matter of people just managing their personnel and knowing yeah. what they can say and what they can't say to prevent an argument or, or a fight. Very I true. Think yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Oh, good question. Um, honestly, I think I think a lot of it too is like I don't want to say it's inherited, but it's passed down, man. Like you think about your family, you think about your mom or your dad, and you think about the way you know you do something wrong, and then your dad beats you or your mom beats you for it, and then next thing you know, you know they don't really actually have a sit down with you and explain to you as to why they did what why, you know why you might have done what you've done but they popped you for it or let's say you know um i don't know like your parent does something wrong and they never apologize to you now that leaves like a, a form of like something being unresolved you know what i'm saying it leaves like you know uh, you know something being unfinished and not concluded so now you're kind of at this point where now you take that moving forward into a friendship or a you know a business relationship or 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 a you know, intimate relationship, and you don't know how to deal with confrontation, so you just run from it. I feel like. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great angle. Actually, I took it a total different direction. I like the I like where you brought that mm-hmm. because um, it's tough. I I think it almost kind of blends with mine because it's you are kind of managing personalities. Yeah. That, like, let's say your you know your parent was you know wrong about something, and you're like, hey, why aren't they? You know, accepting this and explaining that they were, they did something wrong, but right, it's it's just a part of knowing that person. Like I know this person is not going to accept when they're wrong. I know this person is not going to admit and apologize. Right. So we just learn that okay, this is just the way it is. Instead yeah. Of trying to help them change. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um. It's interesting, too, man, when you think about the art of communication, right? Because you could apply this back to any of our prior episodes, like the art of friendship or going ghost, you know what I'm saying? Um, And or even, you know, the art of hate, you know? And that's why I kind of like, if you notice, kept these arts, like the series of the art together, because like, I feel as if like it's, they're connected. There's really an art to them. Um, When I talked about, you know, going ghost about, you know, the friendship, whatever, whatnot, um, with a... the guy, whatever, whatnot. It's so interesting because um, remember I talked to you about it, like somebody who I, you know, you know, grew to have a good, solid friendship with him, and then you know I thought we were really close, and then after a while, like he just started doing his own thing, and I felt some type of way, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you know I'm just now telling you this, you know, because we didn't talk about this prior. He actually called me about two weeks ago, as if nothing happened. Like, hey, Kev, what's up? <laughs> but this time, hey, but this time I was more ready for it. I was like, I think I told you this on the podcast before. You know, I see it as an acquaintanceship now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is someone who's just an acquaintance. Like, at the end of the day, it's not that they can't be a friend or they can't be friend-like, but we are in two totally different um, sectors of our lives right now. We're doing two totally completely different things. And then whenever that person wants to reach out and talk to me from time to time, whether it's six months, nine months, or a year, that's okay. That's that's just his preference. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when he called me about a 
week or two weeks ago, whatever the case was, he didn't call call me with any hate or any type of like you know uh, disregard for me or any type you know any type of contempt. It was literally just like, hey, Kev, what's up? Like it was a genuine checkup to see how I was doing and to kind of like vent. And then I just realized, but but like you know, I was saying to myself like, okay, you guys are you guys are cool, whatever, whatnot. But at the end of the day, like you know, don't make that don't make it become all about you in terms of like you needing this person to sustain yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that's the interesting thing because you know you said he's an acquaintance, but in his mind, you may be one of his greatest friends. You know, right. but it's just that we set our priorities, and for a lot of young people, you know, they went to college, they got these student loans. Now is the time. Now is grind time. I'm I'm trying to find this, you know, niche in my career by any means necessary. I don't really have much time for the the kumbaya and let me call this person up and that person up it's all about success because it, it, it really is a matter of survival and everyone's yeah. trying to survive right. so you still may be considered a great friend but it's just that in his list of priorities he's trying to eat yeah. he's trying to build this great vision so you really never know what's in someone's mind but Very the fact true. that he gave you that call man that shows a lot yeah yeah, it does actually. Acquaintances don't call each other. Dude. That's very true. No, I think so too. I, I I agree. Honestly, I kind of hesitated to pick up, not because I was trying to be a hater or anything. I actually, believe it or not, I actually wondered if he was calling to scold me because, like, recently, you know, people have been reaching out, you know, and I've been kind of getting paranoid that you know they wanted to like air out their grievances with me because of what they heard on the podcast. So I'm gonna be very careful of what I talk about moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I th- I think that's pretty interesting uh so let's see here uh i want to move into our second question oh also wise community the name of the segment is called uh communication as we know it excuse me uh communication as we know it you have to excuse us we're a little bit rusty you know covid19 kind of took us out for a bit um so this next question i wanted to ask you here is um is it easier for us to communicate in the lines of business and the workplace as opposed to speaking to like our loved ones or our best friends or people that we know like you know un business related and whatnot? I think so. I think it is much easier because you're not playing two different roles. Because with a friend, you're you're a friend. Mm-hmm. You may be also a consultant. You may be also an advisor. You may also be a psychologist. But when it comes to a business partner, I'm your business partner and nothing else. Right. So I'm not here to make you feel better. I'm here to tell you what I need, and then I'm going home. Right. You know, I'm I'm not going to come back in ten minutes to make sure that that uh that lecture or that conversation didn't hurt your feelings. And I think I think all if you're managing people, you should you know you should try to manage personalities and be kind to people that work for you or people that work with you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people they don't really always consider emotions. Mm. When it comes to business, it's just like this is what I need. This is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. See you later. So, right. in that sense, it's only one dimensional. It's just like they're only going at it from one angle and not from an angle of you know compassion and love and care. So, yeah, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. Yep. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, I don't know. Um, I think I don't know. When I think about myself, I usually find it. I think. I think it kind of works both ways. I feel as if I found it, I found it easier at times to communicate with you know people that I work with, but then also too I, I find it easier at times to work with like or communicate with like my own family or friends. I feel as if it goes back to what you said. You said something very uh, sharp earlier. You said um, um, 
I, I don't want to say massaging egos, but like managing like personalities. I think it was is yeah. what you said. And I feel as if exactly. that I feel as if that's like really what it is at, at, at its core. Like for example, I know like I know my sister. Oh God forbid! I hope she doesn't kill me saying this. But um, I know my sister. You know she has a temperament, right? She has a certain type of temper that is different from, different from mine. Whereas more so where I'm more so like chill and lax, whatever, whatnot, you know, she's chill and lax too. But then I noticed that when we get into an argument and we flare up, like, you know, you know, she might start yelling and to the point where it's just like, I might want to yell too, but then I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, just chill out and calm down. So it's like, I feel as if sometimes tone has to be considered as well as like right. the timing, you know, when you address people, how you address people. And like, because I know like if I don't, you know, come at her in a way where she seems to be, cor you know, correct and very calm, you know, it might, it might rub her the wrong way to the point where we might not talk for a bit. You know what I'm saying? And right. uh, it, that, that happens, you know, from time to time, few and far between actually, but it, it can happen and has happened. So I don't know. I try to take all of those things into consideration when I think about people that I'm coming into contact with, but everybody's very different, man. Like even sometimes people who you work with, they won't talk to you directly about what it is that, you know, they're going through or what issue or beef that they have with you, but then they'll go around telling everybody and their mama no one else going to come back to you that's true i mean well that's that's different because there's a totem pole in the workplace mm -hmm. i mean it's it's you know the employees that may work in the same department mm -hmm. or, or sector mm -hmm. and then there's the boss i mean mm -hmm. the employees can relate a lot more to each other than they can the manager so you know they're not going to really not going to really express those grievances with the manager. Sometimes they'll just speak amongst each other. But in your case, I I get what you're saying. It's just like people don't like confrontation. You know, it's like yeah. even if you guys are all at the same level, like I'm not going to say that to his face because I don't want to deal with the uh, repercussions. But I'm going to tell other people so I can let it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's tough, man. Some people are, you know, able to to directly approach you about things, but most of the time people will speak amongst themselves. Very true. Very, very yeah. true indeed. It's crazy. Um, okay, so, you know, we talked about verbal face-to-face. -face. Let's see, we have what nonverbal, which is body language, tension in the room, not speaking. Um, not yeah, man, um, nonverbal is interesting because, you know, you think about body language, tension in the room, not speaking. Like, how many times, Mark, and, I'm, and, you know, whether it's been in your life, like in terms of, like, your home life at home or whether it's been, like, at any of the jobs you've worked at prior, how many times have, like, you've seen people, whether man or woman, come into a room, whether they're not speaking to you or you know what they did or they know what you did or you know what they did to some other people, and then, like, you could just cut the tension in the air with, like, a knife. Like, you could feel it. You know what I'm saying? And everyone is just, like, feeling, like, the tension and, you know, like, it feels as if something's about to pop. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's just interesting when you think about nonverbal cues and like how nonverbal is uh, something that we all, you know, should look for, even in business too. Like a lot of business um, savvy guys, whether and women too, when it comes to entrepreneurship or cutting business deals, a lot of times people would say, like, I know, I think Gary Vee says it, like, he looks for body language in a deal and, or looks in a body language in a pitch. And if the body language seems deceptive or uncertain, he won't, he won't cut the deal. Like he'll be like, I don't know about, about this person. They might be moving too funny or, you know, I, I don't feel as if they're confident in the product that they're selling me. So, you know what? I'm actually going to pass on this. And then a couple months down, he realized maybe he was right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, interesting. It's true. It's true. Uh, I would definitely, I could definitely agree with that. I mean, we can take it back to like a, a different level where, you know, your significant other, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're going to come in the room. They're going to say, hey, you know, 
let, let's say they just walk in and you can tell something's wrong and then you say hey what's wrong and they say nothing it's like i can obviously see something is wrong right you know you saying nothing doesn't help it because i can tell something is horribly wrong so yeah it's like that body language that you can sense but even though you you try to acknowledge it the person still says nothing's wrong right <laughs> yeah it's like you really can't win in that situation i mean i'm of course you know talking about it and you can you can get into it down the line but I just don't know. It's like, I don't know why certain people, uh, you know, they'll, they'll sh and I've spoken to my girlfriend about this many times, just breaking down the psychology of the situation. Mm -hmm. It's like, someone can be upset, but they just don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, they can't prevent themselves from showing they're upset, right. but they still don't want to talk about it. And that, that can create a lot of confusion. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing. But in business, I think it's, it's an excellent tool because, like Gary Vee said, I mean, you can tell almost, you know, what someone's sentiment is, you know, towards certain things. If they're, let's say they're trying to sell, you know, an asset like a car, and they're just in such a rush to sell. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, why is this person so, so adamant about selling? Why are they so aggressive and just trying to get this asset off, you know, off of their balance sheet? Could be something wrong with it. You know, mm -hmm. this is an indirect... Uh, in direct conversation. It's like I don't know. You can like like I, I guess Gary Vee said it better than I could, but it, you can definitely tell a lot with those uh, nonverbal cues. Without a doubt. Based off of yeah, yep, for sure. No, I think you're on the money though. I definitely think you're on the money with that too. It's just that you know he just probably said it in a way that was seemed more clear, you know. But I yeah, I, I think exactly. I think you got it though. What about written? Um, written, whether it's the form of a letter, text message, email, notes. Written is actually pretty interesting because oftentimes people misconstrue what people would say over a text message or over a letter or through a note. Like, for example, I, I know, you know, um, I'm not going to go into the situation, but I know a couple of months back we were having a conversation either through DM or through text, and you said something that I misconstrued and took the wrong way. But looking back at it now, and we passed it up, but like looking back at it now, had I seen you said it to me in person, I would have understood the context and what you were saying it. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? And I probably exactly. would have, you know, continued our back and forth banter in which we were laughing at the situation overall. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then eventually... Yeah. It, and then eventually it led to something totally different on my end because since I'm reading it through a text message, I'm imagining you saying it a different type of way. So then I'm like, oh, like he's not kidding right now. He's serious. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. That's a, that's the thing. And I've had many instances where you know I'm having a conversation and I take something the wrong way. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when I confront that person, they then say, oh no no no, this is just a misunderstanding. I think people use that strategically. <laughs> like, they, like they get angry and they say something, and then when you respond to it, they're like, "Oh, what are you talking about? I don't even, I don't even mean it like that." That's very sometimes, true. Sometimes they actually meant it like that, but now they're just, you know, thrown off when you confront them about it. Right. So it, it's a two-way street on that. Some it, people use that strategically, and you know, it's all manipulation. I mean, some mm. people do use that uh, just to kind of back their way out of what they said right but at the same time you know like we like you just brought up we definitely have had instances where you know we've we've said something and both of us have gotten it you know backwards but mm -hmm. it's not our fault because if you're in the heat of the moment and you're in the conversation sometimes you read that text in your mind the way you want to read it right it's like 
you don't you don't you don't know my tone, you don't know my voice, but when you're in the heat of that moment, you're gonna read it in you know, in the way that pumps you up the most. Without a doubt. So, yeah, so sometimes our, our mind plays tricks on us, but mm-hmm. sometimes the texture is playing tricks on us. Too. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't think about it that way. That's pretty good. Yeah, man, because, I mean, <laughs> even I've done it. You know, I said something I shouldn't have said, then I'm like, oh, man, um, maybe it was, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said it. Maybe I shouldn't have typed it like that. Right. You know, they're saying you're like you're in a, you're in a negotiation, <laughs> you're in a, you're in a um, conversation, and it's like, Let's say you're buying a car, and it's like, well, the car doesn't look that great anyway, you know. And it's like, some people could take that offensive, but oh no, sir, I meant to say, the car doesn't look that great anyway. I'm still gonna take it, you know. What I mean? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can twist it depending on how the person reacts. I think. Oh and man. I think that's when it becomes manipulation, and I don't agree with that, man, because. I'm sure it's been done to me millions of times. Oh wow! You know what? I'm gonna actually write a. I'm gonna actually write a memo or note to self. This might have to be an episode down the line in a future season, the art of manipulation or something like that, man. Oh my gosh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> that's pretty. It's, it's I mean, true. we're all manipulators. You know. That's true. That is I've very true. I, I I mean, yeah, we, I've done it too. I mean, we've all done it, especially like, you know. Um, as, and, and you know, even if you the older you you grow and you know you're not that kind of a person, you don't look for attention and you're 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 less of you're less of that and more like uh more so like a just a natural you know relaxed kind of person. As kids, we always do it. Think about how many times we've cried to our parents to get whatever we wanted or to make them feel as if they're the worst parent in the world because we didn't receive something. So at, at some point in life, everyone manipulates or has manipulated for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right. And people tend to think, you know, when when someone's called a manipulator, it's just like, oh my gosh, you're such a horrible person. But like you said, everybody does it. That's true. It's just that the person who does it on a large scale gets gets a lot of the flack and, and slander. But you're right. Every everybody does it. Right? And and written com- and, and I want to bring this up before we move on. Um, written communication is very interesting, you know, as one of the four types of communi- communication. Again, wise community, we have four types. So we have verbal, nonverbal, written, and visual. And we'll get to visual in a second. But written is pretty interesting, Mark, because think about how many times, you know, you or myself or anyone that we know for that matter might have gotten mad at that person, you know, within a text or over an email. And you're writing a, a, just, a, just a terrible lacing of an email to your coworker about how, how egregious and how terrible he or she is. And then you're like, ah, Think about this for a second. If you send this, what will happen? What kind of backlash will you receive? And then you delete it, and then you change up, and you alter it. You you essentially manipulate your message to sound as chill. I mean, I'll be honest. I feel as if white people do this the best, man. They have a great way of typing up a message, especially over email at the workplace, in a way of saying, you done fucked up without actually saying it. You know what I'm saying? So it's interesting when you think about it, like, because written is one of the few forms of of communication where you might say something and then totally, it's like revisionist history. You can totally switch it up to sound a different way, whether you mean it that way or not. So um, that's pretty good. And then last but not least, visual, which is video chatting, conferences, film, PowerPoints. I'll tell you one thing, man. (laughs) With visual and this whole COVID-19 crisis and staying at home, 
and being on Zoom, you know, you know, with my colleagues and you know, my my boss and every and and everyone whatnot. And you know, this goes for everyone who has to hop on a Zoom and do conference calls. I know, like with my job, you know, my boss and uh, my supervisor, they've been getting uh, really upset with us to the point where they mandated that once we hop on a Zoom call, we have to show our screens so that way they could record and see exactly what we're doing and so and see that we're being responsive because a lot of people they're hopping on these Zoom calls, Zoom calls, excuse me, and then they're, you know, they're pl- they're allowing their audio to play and they're responding whatever whatnot. But yo, like some people might be playing video games, some people might be cooking, might not be fully dressed, like you don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's interesting when you think about that as a form of communication, huh? It it's very true. I mean, like you say, you just you never know when you have someone's full attention. I mean, I I, I was never a fan of like the video calls and you know, FaceTimes and stuff like that. Mainly because I'm I'm a non-social person. I'm I'm the type of guy who would rather text. Right. You know, I, I do most of my business through text and DM. So it's just like it's so great for me to not have my my phone ringing. Right. But it's true, man. It's it's really it's really tough. But that may also be like almost like an invasion of privacy. You know, when mm. it comes to these uh, video platforms, it's like I want to see what you're doing. I want to have so much control over, you know, your output. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, too, because some people might take it a certain type of way. I think, I don't know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but for example, um, you know, uh, a while back, you know, when I was uh, in session as, you know, professor at Goodwin, and I was, uh, you know, instructing my um, class, which, you know, we mind you, we had a great uh, on-ground class, you know, in class, everyone was participating, they were talking, they seemed to really be enjoying the class. Um, from what they've told me, you know, and majority of the class was women, right? There, it was like a like predominantly like I guess like sixteen or seventeen women and like two, three guys, right? And then when we transferred and moved online because of COVID nineteen, you know, it was obviously the same. But then some people stopped coming to class because they said that switching online was very you know um, anxiety inducing for them, or they had other things that they had to do, or what I saw happening a lot, well, not a lot, it happened every single time, every single week until the uh, semester ended, I was the only one showing himself on video. Like, no one else showed themselves on video. So for the first week, I felt kind of offended. I was like, why, should I tell them to turn on their cameras and I need to see them? And then, you know, after talking to, you know, Danielle about it and just kind of thinking about it, and I was just like, well, maybe it's an invasion of privacy. Maybe their home looks a certain way that is not presentable to be on screen. Maybe they don't like the way they they, they look within their uh, surroundings. Maybe their surrounding is inappropriate. You don't know what they have to do to get on video, you know what I'm saying, um, in terms of like maybe they have to go to a friend's house or, you know, whatever the situation may call for. So it's like, who are you to tell them, hey, turn on your screens, I want to see you, you know what I'm saying? So I thought about it and I said, wow, maybe that in, in, in a way is invasive. Like, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, definitely. I mean, whenever, you know, you hit someone up and say, hey, can you come with me here? They're going to say, hey, I need about 30, 45 minutes to get ready. Right. So... If I'm at home on a computer screen, you know, doing a Zoom with my my professor, I'm not getting ready for that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're at home. You're not gonna get dressed to to sit in your in your on your bed or at your desk. Yeah. So yeah, I think most of them are probably you know they could be in their pajamas. Hair's not done. No makeup. A lot of people don't like to you know go outside without their makeup or doing their hair or you know whatever. So I I really think it could be you know an invasion of privacy or just kind of it'll make them just have to prepare for something they should have to do you know what I mean like they're at Mm -hmm. home it's a home you know they shouldn't have to put on makeup and curl their hair just for you know 
class at home. So yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yep, so that's the four types of communication right there. All right, last question for today's episode. Looking ahead, how can we improve and transform lines of communication as a society in the form of consistency? So I'll I'll read the question again. So looking ahead, in a consistent manner or fashion, how can we improve and transform the lines of communication as a society, especially now, the fact that our whole lives have been changed with COVID-19? That's a tough one. Because um, a lot of it stems back to honesty. Because most of the communication errors that we have, like in text messages, you know, someone may misconstrue the message. They may have read it wrong, and or or the person may have intended to say something, and when they're confronted, they they deny it. Yeah. So I, I really don't think it can be improved because a lot of these issues stem inside the person themselves. That's true. Like for me, I. I'm very non-social. I mean, I seem like a social guy, but I'm not very social. Mm-hmm. So I would rather text message. So just a few minutes ago, someone FaceTimed me. I'm just like, why'd you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, that's really, that's a, I feel like that's an invasion of privacy if you're just going to randomly, because I'm just going to video chat this person. Like, I'm, I'm maybe I'm not ready for a video chat. So I think it depends on the personality of the person. I mean, some people just don't like certain things. Some people would rather, or they'll feel more comfortable not, text, you know, using their voice or using their video or just want to, you know, send a quick message. So I really don't think it needs to be improved. I really just think that we just need to kind of adjust our personalities for it. Like if it's at, if you have a job that requires Zoom, you, you just have to, you have to kind of bend your, your personality a bit to kind of make that happen. So I, I, it's all about the person, I think. I don't think it's the communication uh, strategies themselves, really. What, what do you think about that? That's pretty interesting. It's um, I think it's a I think it's a, a a mixed bag of those things, honestly. Right? For example, yeah. um, uh, how do I say this? Um, I'm very, I mean, I guess me and you are opposites. I'm a very social person, I would say, to a certain extent, right? Like, I like meeting people. I like talking to people. I like, you know, picking people's brains and going back and forth and having an exchange with them, right? But at the same time, you know, when I kind of want to do my own thing, I kind of want to be in my zone doing my thing. So, like, for example, um, my sister, if she, you know, sends me a, a FaceTime chat on Instagram, you know, I'll respond because, you know, that's my sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's oh, yeah, she's known me, like, my whole entire life. So it doesn't matter if I look a certain type of way or whatever the case may be. Like, that's my sister at the end of the day. But then uh, my cousin, true story, who happens to live in Florida, you know, I think about a month ago, a month and a half ago, he, you know, FaceTimed me to have a conversation on video call. And so the first time he did that, I was like, why is he doing this? I don't want to talk to him. I haven't spoken to this guy in years. Now all of a sudden he just randomly hits me out the blue with a video chat. Like, that's kind of weird, right. you know? Um, and then so he did it again. And I said, uh, whatever. I, sure, why not? So then I responded. And then, mind you, when I responded, I couldn't even see his video. So he blocked his video from showing, and he just wanted to see how I looked. And I was like, what the hell? And then he's just going back and forth with me like, yo, man, you got so big, man. I'm like... Excuse my language. I'm like, nigga, I'm an adult. What are you, what you, what are you talking right. about? You know what I'm saying? Like, of course I'm big. I'm a grown ass man. You know? And then, like, we talked for like 30 seconds. And then after that, you know, 
he hangs up, whatever, whatnot. And then I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but, you, you know, I wasn't able to see you on video. He's like, yeah, no worries. When I get home, we'll video chat. I was like, all right, cool, no worries. Mind you, I wasn't sweating it. I, I, I wasn't pressed to video chat with him anyway. But then he never hit me back up. And I was just like, what? Did, I was like, did he just Jedi mind trick me? Did he just want to see how I looked or something like that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, it, it could be. I don't know. But that's the thing, man. It's just, I guess some people just aren't comfortable with the video. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's definitely. But I mean, you can't ask someone else to do it. <laughs> right, right. I feel like if it goes both ways, like yo, don't hit yeah. me up to video chat, and then all of a sudden now, like you don't want to chat. Like I, I mean, you know. And the first time around, I was like, ah, whatever. Second time around, I, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna ignore it. And then I felt insulted. I was like, you invaded my privacy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's funny, man. It's just weird, man. And now, like now, my sister will just video chat me. She won't even call me on the phone anymore. It's like I'd rather just a phone call, you know. But yeah. I think, like you said, I think it's different when it's like close family members. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, they've seen me at my worst. They've seen me at my best. Right. So you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Not not too pressed or stressed about that. Yeah, man. Um, ah, that's that's pretty much good. Uh, pretty much it. Sorry. Uh, we pretty much uh covered uh all the topics for this episode. Anything else you might want to add before we move on to word to the wise? No, I think yeah, I think we pretty much tackled it. Covered all uh, all angles there. Excellent, 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 excellent. All right, man. Um, so I guess I'll start off. Uh, I know it's been a while for us. Man, it's been a good solid two months before since we last yep. recorded. Um, but um, I guess I'll start off. My word to the wise today in regards to the art of communication is um, awareness. And what I mean by that is, you know, I think oftentimes as people, we can kind of get in our own way when it comes to communicating with each other like I know like you know in my own personal relationships whether it's with like you know my girlfriend or my family you know people will let me know like you know you're 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 sometimes too inaccessible like you know you don't say how you feel you know um like you know you kind of get closed off and you don't really express your feelings and then when you do finally let it out it's like you have all these things going on that we were not aware of you know and I, that's a word that I often hear when talking to people is awareness. Like, you know, they often say, like, you know, I might be treating them a certain type of way or I might not be explaining or articulating how I feel because, you know, I'm, I might not be aware that I have those feelings in that exact moment. So that's my word to the wise today. Just be aware of everything going on around you. Be aware of people that are, you know, attempting to enter your space, you know, both for the good and for the bad. And, you know, keep that you know, keep keep that um, mind frame and just the understanding that, you know, you need to be aware of good communication, bad communication, how to, you know, welcome good communication and to bolster it and as well as how to avoid bad communication and how to, like, right. keep that boundary set, you know, so that way, you know, you're, you, you're living your life accordingly to how you want to live it and consistently. So awareness, that's my word to the, to the wise today. That was great. Yeah, thank you. For sure. I think... For me, I'm going to say analyze, but it would be more towards, you know, managers and, and business owners, you know, entrepreneurs. Okay, yeah. More, you know, analyze your personnel because I feel like most managers, they like to approach managing their, their business or their, you know, their, their job with a, this cookie cutter mold. Like, I'm going to treat everybody the same way and I want the same productivity from everybody. Right. But if you were to analyze your employees and find out how they communicate, it would better assist you in, in creating a very smooth work environment. Yeah. Because if you're going to ask certain people to do certain things that doesn't, that, that conflicts with their personality, you're going to have an issue. And you're going to, you know, you may, you may say, oh, um, you know, Mark's such a lazy guy. He never wants to do this. 
maybe you're not using that person effectively. Plug them into a different place to make them successful. True. You, you've got to really, you know, use every chess piece is different. Mm-hmm. So you've got to use them in the way that they're most effective. Right. And I think a lot of managers, you know, business owners might be playing just checkers and just every every piece is doing the same thing. Yeah. But, you know, it is chess and you have to know what every piece does in chess to, to make the game work. So I think I think that's going to be it. Just analyze. Absolutely. Oh, man, that's that's excellent right, right there, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, appreciate that. Um, for sure, man. Um, man, Wise Community, we hope you got a lot of gems today. Um, we hope that, you know, you all are ready to, you know, ha- you know, sadly, you know, a little tear here. But, you know, trek down the lines of our final episode next week, which is episode 25, man. Our final episode of this first season of The Wise Guys, man. We made it. Wow. Yeah, we made it, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate we- all the listeners. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great outlet to just speak, and um, I know, Kevin, you're always talking about the way you love how the audience engages on Instagram and these different uh, pages, just going back and forth, just having the community getting involved, and, and I think they're going to be pleased with the new ideas that you have in store, so, um, you know, get ready, everybody. He's, he's, he's got some ideas going. Oh, you know what man. I mean? So, it's gonna be beautiful. It definitely is, man. It definitely is. And don't let Mark, you know, sell sell himself short, man. He's he's definitely, you know, a huge key component behind some of these ideas as well. Um, but you know, we still got another episode left, so we're not gonna say goodbye just yet for the summer. You know, we got one more left, so tune in for that. Next week's episode, episode twenty five, is called For the Gram. All right. Uh, so it's gonna be a really really good one, and we're actually gonna be picking up from our first ever episode and first conversation which was the Graham's illusion so it's actually a sequel to it it's going to be really really good um but before we head out of here i just want to say that the wise guys podcast is available on all streaming platforms right now you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher breaker radio public youtube wherever podcasts can be found except soundcloud um i've already told mark my goal is to try to get us on there for season two so stay tuned in that regards and then uh, other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else left to add. Oh, yeah, please, 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 if you haven't already, especially on Apple Apple Podcasts, please leave a review for The Wise Guys, please, if you haven't. We would love if you could, you know, leave, uh, you know, a review, rate us, and as well as review the show. What have you thought about it? You know, um, what do you think about it? And also, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all throughout. And if you're listening to The Wise Guys at this point, in June, all right, we're recording a bit earlier, but if you're listening in June, our Wise Guys handle on Instagram has changed. And I know Mark isn't aware of this. I'm going to let him know right now, too. Our Wise Guys Instagram has changed slightly. It's not just at Wise Guys NYC anymore. It's at The Wise Guys NYC because it's already The Wise Guys NYC on, on Facebook and Twitter. So I wanted to make it consistent all across the board. All right. So if you're looking for us, we're at The Wise Guys NYC. Um, And that's pretty much it. So we thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you back for another week. All right. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is your boy, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. And you have been tuning into the Wise Guy Podcast. We'll see you all next week. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And stay wise. Peace.